0: Welcome back to Mise on Smash, the weekly podcast where we break the story for the Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe with unique writers and comedians one game at a time. I'm your co-host, Simon Lewis-Ong. And I'm your
1: other co-host, Pete Simmons-Hayes.
0: Pete, do you like going fast? No, <laughs> I like to take it easy. You're not a speed demon? What is the
1: fastest you have ever driven? The fastest I've ever driven. I think yeah. I went... The first time I was on a highway, I was so scared. I just so I went 85 because everyone else was going 85. Like I saw one guy go 85, so I was going 85, and I I
0: thought I was gonna go to jail forever. Um, so you so you you can't even touch Captain Falcon, is what you're telling me.
1: I shouldn't even be in the same room as him because he would beat the shit out of me.
0: Yeah, dude loves to drive fast. I mean, got me in a locker. <laughs> If you haven't figured it out yet, folks, we are talking about F-Zero today. For those of you who are not familiar with F-Zero, F-Zero is a racing game. It's basically Nintendo's other racing game other than Mario Kart. Um, It's in a futuristic setting, and its main selling point is that you go really fast. However fast you thought you were going in Mario Kart, F-Zero, way faster.
1: It's pretty much the anti Mario Kart. Where Mario Kart's for like the casual gamer, they really build F Zero as like for the hardcore gamer. Like you, you're gonna go really fast and you better handle it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean they have um, a little they have a speed gauge and, and I've only ever played F Zero on the Super Nintendo. I haven't played F Zero X or F Zero G X ever. But yeah. on I know on the Super Nintendo version they have a little speed gauge and it regularly is like two hundred it's in the 250 mile per hour range that you're going. So you're going fast.
1: Yeah. If you want to see something really impressive, just like Google, like F zero GX time trial mode. And like the people racing there is it's incredible. Even stuff like Forza, like modern racing games, like they owe it all to F zero of like, all right, we can make this not fun. I mean, we can make it hard. We can make this inaccessible to people who just want to have a good time. Well, and, and
0: what's always, I mean, F-Zero on, on the Super Nintendo, is it's a really impressive game. As far as racing games go, I think it's a much better game than the original Super Mario Kart. The biggest thing that holds it back is that it doesn't have local multiplayer, whereas Super Mario Kart did, and that's kind of why Super Mario Kart took off and, and F-Zero maybe didn't as much. Um, but in terms of just racing mechanics, F-Zero is a much smoother game on super nintendo than super mario kart in my opinion uh pete have you what what experience do you have with with f-zero so i played f-zero gx because even now that game
1: ages really well it looks beautiful on the gamecube uh and if you run it on like a dolphin emulator like it's so smooth 60 fps it's awesome my biggest f-zero experience is i watched the entirety of the anime which is called f-zero GP Legend, and only 15 episodes came out in English, but there's 51 in Japan, and it's just, it's just insane. Yeah,
0: there's some some infamous clips of it that that I've I've seen.
1: And I want to get into that when we introduce our guest, but what I will say is F-Zero's protagonist, Captain Falcon, is, he's one of those other characters along with Ness where A lot of people only know him from Smash Brothers, which is a shame because a lot of modern racers owe a lot to uh, the F-Zero franchise. And the only reason Nintendo won't make any now is because they, quote unquote, can't think of anything new to do with the character.
0: Yeah, in fact, I mean, Captain Falcon is so closely associated with Super Smash Brothers that I, I forget who... Whose thesis statement this was, but I, I, somebody on, on YouTube made the assertion that, that Captain Falcon is basically the protagonist of—he's he, the main character of Super Smash Brothers, basically. In that, in that, so much of his character was defined by the Super Smash Brothers franchise as opposed to his own franchise that it's—he oh, comes, he comes almost as much from Super Smash Brothers in terms of how we think about his character than as his own games. You know, it's it's. Oh much yeah. more of an even split there. They're so whereas...
1: they're so different. Like in mm-hmm. F Zero, he's much, 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 more of like a James Bond. Like he's very cool. He wins all the races. Uh, everyone loves him, and, and he just comes in when you need him. But in Super Smash Brothers, he's this erect nipple, hyperactive like Chad, uh, who's kind of a joke in a lot mm-hmm. of it. Like he's he he's got a lot more physical comedy going on, and it, and he it just seems I don't know. He's just so much stupider, so much more of a fool,
0: and they leaned into that by the time F Zero GX came out because the cutscenes in, in that game are like insane. Where it's just like they went full in on the goofiness of, of Captain Falcon and all of his supporting characters, of which there are many. I mean, there are, I, I was doing research on F Zero this week for this episode, and there's over 40 characters on the roster by the time F Zero GX came out, and they are really they're all really unique and different, but they all have a backstory of maybe one sentence at most so there's so much potential there for like what you're gonna do with them because there's just there's they they're kind of blank slates even though they have so much character yeah so I'm excited to see to see where that goes and I might have a hard time keeping them all straight because like I said there are so many there you know i i might I, I will be uh resorting to the f-zero wiki for for some of this just to keep up because like i said you know i love f-zero on the super nintendo but i i don't f-zero was not really a game franchise that i absorbed a bunch of as, as a kid so i don't know these characters as well as i know certain other franchises
1: well hopefully our writer can help keep us in check and just help us keep track of everything why don't why don't we just introduce him right now Choose your character. Dustin Hageland is a playwright from Washington State and proud to be among the first guests on the podcast that didn't graduate from NYU. He is currently finishing up his playwriting MFA at Southern Illinois University Carbondale and working on his thesis production, Small Box with a Revolver. Come May, he'll be unemployed, so if anyone's looking to hire someone with not one but two liberal arts degrees, give him a call. And here's Dustin.
2: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: Welcome to the show. Good to
2: have you. A long-time listener, first-time caller. It's going to be fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dustin, what's your experience with F-Zero,
2: if any? I had never played a single F-Zero game prior to this, but Captain Falcon is my go-to in Melee, so I feel uniquely qualified because I think I landed a Falcon Punch once, so I'm pretty much set.
0: Nothing better than the feeling of landing a Falcon Punch. Truly oh, nothing yeah. better.
2: There's nothing better. Now, Dustin,
1: you're a playwright, if I am. I'm not mistaken. And what I've seen you do is you're really good at, you know, these character interactions, just like just like three late you know, third third level dialogue, all that stuff. How was approaching something so cinematic, so like anime, so so just sort of uh cartoony as f-zero with that playwright mindset was it hard or like did he have a lot of fun with it,
2: it you know what once i you know what? i honestly gave up on the cartoony aspect of it and went full-on gritty immediately that made it easier which is mm-hmm. i don't know if it's true captain falcon but i think it's gonna make the better movie so we'll see I tried not to steer too much into GX territory. I tried to keep it to the first game, in which there are four characters, so I had to borrow a little bit, but gotcha. uh, yeah, filling in those characters has, has been fun, because like you said, there's there's like one-sentence bios for some of these characters, and there's like, maybe this character did this, and I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs>
0: canon now. It's all canon now. <laughs> So I think, I mean, even though F-Zero is has been goofy before, I mean, I, I do agree that the original vision for it was much grittier. I think in the instruction manual for F-Zero, the Super yeah, Nintendo yeah. game, they basically pitch this world as like the end result of a capitalist hellscape that has, that has been turned, you know, it takes place in the 26th century on Earth. And, and it's been, you know, turned into this corporate wasteland and and the you know the biggest form of entertainment are now these high-speed hover car races that have been set up because like the cajillionaires are so bored that this is the only thing that you know entertains them anymore so i think there's a lot to dig into with a with the gritty take on this world
2: yeah as soon as you look past captain falcon's nipples it's like a dystopian future with all he's like a bounty hunter he's going off and killing people and then going to these this race like I don't know. I think there's a ton of gritty stuff to work with. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad you brought up that comic because that those that seven-page comic was like 90% of the plot that I had to work with. So that's that's <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> Captain Falcon's so weird because he is so goofy, but like in the anime, he literally saves the universe by sacrificing himself, by jumping out of his car in the middle of outer space and Falcon punching the main enemy so hard that the universe explodes.
2: Yeah. If,
0: if you haven't watched this clip on YouTube, if you're a listener and you haven't watched it, please just YouTube search F Zero Anime Falcon Punch because it's the most insane clip you'll ever see.
1: <laughs> it might be my most favorite anime
0: moment ever.
2: Yeah. Captain Falcon! Falcon, you're the i hadn't seen it before this and i had to like turn to my i had to call my friend and be like dude do you know the anime captain falcon fucking dies like (laughs) why is that the case He like points this other kid. He's like, you're Captain
0: Falcon now. And then he
2: explodes.
1: He explodes and his helmet comes up. It's awesome. It's so cool.
0: Right. That's an original character in the anime, right? He's got like a ward, like a Robin. He's he's like his Robin, right?
1: Yeah. He's also in the game as well.
0: Well, there are two games that are based specifically on the anime, right? I think F-Zero GP Legend and F-Zero Climax, which never came out in North America. Those are specifically based on the, the anime. Which the
2: have Captain Rick Falcon, in the, it. Yeah, the Captain Falcon the anime is technically different from the one in
0: like F Zero, like Super Nintendo F Zero. So you you've said that your biggest inspiration is the specifically the Super Nintendo game, and specifically the the manual and the comic that was released with the game that sort of set, set up that sort of set up the world and 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 the character. How creatively um, once you had sort of picked. Those, how was the synthesis of this of this pitch for you? How, how easy did it come? It came pretty easy once I knew that it was you know racing movie.
2: I knew some background in these characters. I knew the characters I wanted to include, and I knew it was going to have this this gritty tone and um, you know be this part of this kind of the this the gritty part of the cinematic universe, right? Because we've got a lot of Mario's and Sonics running around versus actual bounty hunter. And like you have to have crashes, like the whole point of the first, the game is to have crashes, right? Oh, so yeah. it's like people yeah. gotta die.
1: This is what car. This is what we thought Cars Three was gonna be from the trailer. Absolutely.
0: This is a. It's it's gonna be a, a gritty speed racer. The the what the the Wakowski speed racer movie. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I I, I, I initially
2: pitched it as Fast and Furious in space.
0: Uh, I don't know
2: if I say completely true to that, but that's that's kind of the vibe we're going for here. I'm excited. If Captain
1: Falcon says family. Like I'm gonna lose my fucking mind.
2: <laughs> I also wanted to keep because, like you said, lots of people know Captain Falcon just from the games, right? And like he's super iconic in the game so I wanted to keep some of that stuff. Like, but because at no point in F-Zero does he ever Falcon punch anybody. But that's the right. only thing anybody knows about Captain Falcon. Right. We gotta have uh, Falcon so there, punch in there. There's
0: stuff like that to work with. Oh, I'm excited. I think we got to... I think you're teasing me. I think we got to jump right in. All right. Let's bust or nut. Let's break the story. Let's break the story. Break the story.
2: All right. We're going to open on like several vehicles racing past camera in a futuristic busy city streets. Vehicles are recognizable as cars and I'm going to keep referring to them as cars, but they don't have wheels. They're, they're, they are cars. They hover along the ground. It's rockets, it's gravity, it's something propelling them off the ground. They're cars, but they don't have wheels. Car in front, clearly like an older model, something kind of worn down. Black, dark, shady, but it's been souped up. Criminal vehicle type of thing. Followed by two sleek, new, white and black police cruisers. Rushing down the street, past city folk, and they're kind of like, if Pan Am was a little bit more steampunk, like kind of that, kind of a little bit grittier than like Hunger Games, but that's similar kind of utopia where everybody's wearing kind of weird shit and like colors you wouldn't expect. This is Mute City. Futuristic, 26th century, ideal, perfect. Everything's great in Mute City. Uh, it's vibrant, it's bright, it's clean. It's for the upper echelon. You don't really see a lot of crime except for like probably blue color crime. But this, this street race is clearly an exception. So cars being chased down by two police cruisers. We cut inside, we see an alien. Four armed, blue, driving uh, driving the car. We hear over the police radio.
0: In pursuit of suspect, down 40 seconds, approach with
2: caution. Alien smirks, presses a button. These spheres launch out the back of the car, emit smoke, kind of get in the way of the police vehicles. They stop. Alien smirks again. Suddenly, a third police cruiser rushes past the first two, through the smoke, after the criminal, who's ducked down a lane, an alley to the left. Police cruiser number three goes after him and alien thinks he's in the clear looks back in his rearview mirror oh shit there's still a cop there so he guns it he go he goes he turns the corner he gets out of the alley he sees a traffic jam perfect he presses a button on his dash his car leaps over traffic he's like cool i'm in the clear now there's no way and he looks in his rearview mirror and that cop car is weaving in and out of traffic perfectly gunning after him he panics at this point The car is pulling up next to him, and we see this kind of clean-cut gentleman with dark hair kind of look at him and kind of smile and kind of give him, like, a knowing look while this alien is looking out of his window and freaking out. Guy in the car, a police cruiser, just points ahead. He looks forward, and the alien notices a garbage truck. Slams right in the garbage truck. Several other cop cars. Pull up, behind, quickly surround the criminal. Out of that third cop car comes Douglas J. Falcon, captain of the Mute City Police Force Internova Police. The alien is already being cuffed and booked as Captain Falcon, dressed in his police uniform, steps over to the scene. The criminal is already spilling his guts, saying he'll say anything not to go back to jail. He's terrified of the presence of the captain. He's Everybody knows who he is. Criminals fear him. It's terrifying. He'll say anything not to go to jail again. He says things like, He always talks about, you You know, he's never seen Captain Falcon before, but he knows who he is. One of the officers booking the alien is Officer
0: Samurai Goro. Captain Falcon and Samurai Goro are, of course, two of the four original racers in the Super Nintendo F-Zero game. And they're kind of rivals at this point. So, so Dustin, you're clearly at least opening this film... While Captain Falcon is still a police officer. So it's been implied through Samurai Goro's backstory that he was perhaps a police officer at some point and that's when he first became rivals with with Captain Falcon. So, so we're opening it at the, in that part of their of their history. Yeah, at this point they're still still cops. How old is Captain Falcon? Do you, do you think at this point? And
2: Captain Falcon is late 30s, uh, okay at this point. I take a lot of liberties with the age here. I, I, I vary a lot of ages from, from what I understood from my research. But I think it pays off in, in certain ways. I guess we'll see. Okay, question, because Captain,
1: Captain is a rank in, police, in the police force usually. Is Samurai Goro, is he the resident samurai of the police <laughs> force? Mm. Is his first name Samurai, or is he just so good at being a Samurai that people don't even say his rank, they just say Samurai?
2: Samurai's a nickname. Uh, nobody remembers his real name. They just refer to him as Samurai. He's, he's lower than Captain Falcon. I'm thinking, you know, beat cop style, traffic cop. He's good at his job, but clearly he didn't get any kind of title. Does he still get to carry around his sword as a cop? Not as a cop. No, they don't I don't have the sword as oh, a cop. Okay. But when he starts racing, that's when he picks up the sword.
1: Right, because gotcha. that, that's when you need the sword. Yeah, it? that's when you need the
0: sword. You <laughs> don't need the sword until you're racing. Uh, Pete, you would know, having played F-Zero GX, that he does use his sword while he races. In one of the cutscenes, he's like... That is using true. ...using it to, to yeah. slice it. As a and turn, it's really so. cool.
2: It's,
1: it's absurdly <laughs> cool. I'm I'm surprised no one else has, like, copied that in other media.
0: You haven't seen that in just NASCAR yet? People just... There are no swords in the Fast and Furious franchise, which seems like such Not a waste. Not yet.
1: But maybe at some point. I mean, the guy caught a bazooka, or not a, a torpedo. So Is there really uh, not a
0: single sword in the Fast and Furious franchise? Not that know. I can think of. And they had a whole movie where they went to Japan. So, like, yeah. they, what a waste. There's clearly a, a need in the market for this. And so we're filling it right now with, with this F-Zero movie. So I'm excited. The, the, the swords and cars genre, subgenre, it's very niche. Speed Racer but has amazing.
1: swords. Speed Racer's got swords. That's Speed so, Racer does one. have
0: swords. Speed Racer doesn't have Falcon Punches, though, so we'll no, get, I'm sure no. we'll Speed race, get 100% no. as long. <laughs> That's what we have on all these movies, is Captain Falcon nipples
2: and swords and Falcon Punches. We Do got. we
1: see his nipples yet in this, or are, are they something that's sort of earned?
2: You know, I'll be honest, I didn't consider the nipples until this conversation, but we can, we can find moments where the nipples, you know, oh, you know what, never mind, I just figured out where the nipples
0: are. Nope, I found them okay all right the the nipples has
1: found the nipples folks (laughs) all
0: right so they've captain falcon is approaching this alien criminal and and the alien criminal is clearly familiar with captain falcon people know him that's where we left off right
2: yeah so they've apprehended this criminal the cops are swarming him he has this kind of busting chops moment with samurai goro gives him this kind of like you're not going to be late because of this right And he's like, no, no, I'd never be late for the race. And so Cap's like, good, take care of this. I'll see you later. Cap drives off. Cut to Mute City Raceway. Already full of fans. There's this really cool announcer dude from the comic. I want to keep him. He's got like a half-cyborg head and green hair. He's saying, you know...
0: You're about to witness the fastest, most punishing race in all of the galaxy!
2: You know, cool things like that. And... We pan over the crowd, we see a 17 year old boy and girl pushing their way through uh, the fans to get a better view. These are Robert Stewart. He's a young boy, loves racing, has always loved racing. Captain Falcon is his idol. Joined by Jody Summers, who Rob treats as a little sister, but she's way more capable than him in basically every way. You wouldn't want to mess with her, you'd mess with Rob. They peer out over the raceway to see the racers taking positions. Notice someone on the track, cry out and wave to him waving back is dr kevin stewart veteran racer and medical doctor pilot the golden fox rob's dad cap shows up behind kevin cap is now in his his traditional garb with the helmet and the you know tight leather suit i guess his race outfit and he you know has a conversation with doctor they're clearly close they talk about the race for the day ask how, the, how his boy's doing, he's like, you know what, he's really obsessed with racing, but you know what, he's gonna be a doctor like me. He says he wants to be a doctor like me. And he's like, that's great. Captain Falcon moves along, he sees Pico, who is 124, but we have no way of knowing. He's an alien, doesn't matter, he's a green dude, he's humanoid, he's got kind of a long head, he's kind of lizard-like. He's working on the Blue Falcon, he's he's putting work in. He's, he's Captain's mechanic at this moment they exchange words and it's like i'm not gonna catch you doing anything sketchy right now right i'm not gonna catch you doing any you know i'm not gonna catch you betting or sabotaging other vehicles or anything like that and pico's like no no, no we're good we're good we're gonna win this race we've got it pull up next to them is black shadow who is a character that does not show up in F-Zero at all but fuck we needed a villain so here we are uh black shadow and clearly him and captain have some kind of beef and captain's like wow bold of you to even race today given you'll be in jail tomorrow we've got this guy we just pulled in this guy he's gonna spill all the beans on you enjoy your last race black shadow's like nah we'll see you tomorrow
1: what is black shadow what would he be arrested for what what's the crime he does besides being named black shadow
2: (laughs) i mean that's probably enough but he's kind of a mobster like he's kind of got his hand in a lot of crime he's kind of running the kind of underground kind of stuff Lots of races that involve him involve lots of accidents. He tends to make a mess of races and he doesn't really have a care for human life. So he's kind of like lead of a gang, lead of a mob type of of deal. And he's also got these really ridiculous horns on on his helmet that we have to scale down to some degree.
0: He does have ridiculous (laughs) horns on his helmet. And and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm less familiar with the anime than you are, Pete, but... I believe lore-wise this isn't established in the games but in the anime he is the literal incarnate embodiment of all the evil in the universe right like that is like,
1: completely true he
0: <laughs> <is>. <laughs> like after like in the lore of the of the F0 anime there was the big bang and from the big bang were born two spirits the spirit of all good and the spirit of all evil and the spirit of all evil is currently embodied by black shadow
1: yes so there's this thing called the dark reactor and what it does is it makes the universe implode at in itself and it'll he'll be like he'll be like born as like the galaxy but filled with evil that's like his plan like he is the embodiment of like the evil cosmos wild Uh, stuff
0: and it's just (laughs) very anime (laughs) frankly
1: it's fucking awesome
0: uh well we'll see we'll see how much if any uh this adaptation takes from from uh from that one certainly yeah. that would be pretty bonkers but we'll see what Dustin has Black has in Shadow store for us.
1: should be in Smash he looks a lot he looks like Daredevil except the leather is dark black and right. his horns are just out of control they're like Texas Longhorn
0: yeah horns I mean they're, he's they're... he's Captain Falcon's Bowser he is you know if if Captain Falcon were to get a nemesis in Smash which he's deserving of it would be black shadow
2: yes captain falcon has a couple other guys he tussles with though um,
0: that's true there's which... like uh zoda and and blood falcon of course um,
2: oh right i forgot about blood, blood.
0: falcon but blood falcon um, was created by 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 black shadow yeah
1: dustin question about only because when you write cops nowadays even if it takes place in the future you have to consider like the situation i don't know, just cops in general how does mute city feel about this cop that's also a racer are they for him does he kind of clean up the city and is he a symbol of hope or like are they kind of like shifty about him
2: right now captain falcon's idolized in this moment of time captain falcon is everybody's idol everybody loves him he keeps winning these races he keeps cleaning up the streets everybody thinks he's great how long that will last we will see
0: Uh, Uh. but
2: also mute city is kind of this you know hyper urbanized place that's, you know, very gentrified and these are the people who like cops,
0: you know. So I think there's 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 an element of that. And we don't really know what racism looks like in this world now that aliens live on Earth and, and we have contact with other intelligent life life forms. So we don't really know what the um hierarchical power structures of the modern police forces have in, in f0 it's <laughs> called mute city because the lower class have been silenced wow there is and there is a course there is a course on uh in the original game that's just called silence there's like a planet called silence introduce that into the metaphor i don't know what that means but something maybe mm.
2: yeah port town also has Weird vibes to it. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it a little bit, but there was also there was lots of reference, like World Trade Center, like prior to two thousand one, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, interesting. Are we about to see a nine eleven an and F zero? And maybe that's for my for whoever comes up with the sequel to make that jump. But I didn't go there in this particular story.
0: There's a lot of room for uh, political commentary in F zero. Oh, definitely. So absolutely. I think that's what we're getting at here.
2: Black Shadow just showed up. We just got okay. Black Shadow. Mm-hmm. He shows up. You know, he gives us the whole spiel of, you know, I'm not going to be in jail tomorrow. You better you better watch your ass in this race type of thing. Goro shows up. Captain Falcon gives him kind of a busting chops. Like, you know, wow. Nice to you to finally show up. You know, better late than never type of thing. So Goro's um, racing too? Goro's racing too. Yeah, Goro, Goro made it. He's now full samurai outfit, got the headband, not quite the headband they had in the comics and things because I think that's offensive now. I
0: think that's a thing. I don't actually know. Right. It's like the rising sun flag. Right. It's something about Imperial Japan and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But something reminiscent of Samurai. He's got his sword um, you know, in the car. I think probably his like gear shift should be like a Samurai sword. And they're all set. They're all set to race. Uh, We cut between the fans. We cut between all the racers. We get... Already, a set, a go. Then we fade to black.
0: Ten years later.
1: What I wanted to see the. Whoa!
0: A time jump. Oh man! Time jump. The ten-year race. So, uh, who? who, What kind of people are attracted to the F-zero races in this universe? Because already we we've met two cops who participate, and then a underworld boss i mean is it just people with a a, with a you know a penchant for high octane you know people with maybe sort of a death wish adrenaline junkie type people that are that are doing this douglas falcon what is his reason to race it's a very
2: adrenaline junkie fueled it's very there's a lot of pride on the line this is when when you win the f0 race everybody knows your name everybody knows who you are you earn respect from that I mean, you get hated by the other racers, but everybody in the town loves you. Like Captain Falcon has won a bunch of these, right? He's he's the idol and everybody loves him. He's a household name and that's the that's greatest for him. There's also a lot of money on the line. Like a lot, a lot of money on the line. And this belt
0: that everybody says is just the greatest thing ever. So you gotta get this belt. Gotta get, it's all for the belt. It's all okay, for the so, belt. So 10 years later.
2: 10 years later, doors swing open. At a shady bar somewhere in the galaxy, galaxy. it's full of undesirables, none of them human, except for one. At the bar sits a grizzled Captain Falcon, now a scar over his left eye, where there wasn't one before. He sits drinking liquor of questionable origin from a glass that hadn't been cleaned in years, and he sits just kind of cross-armed at the bar, sipping his liquor, when suddenly another human sits down next to him. He says, I'll have what he's having Uh, pan up. It's Robert Stewart. He's now 27 years old. He's a doctor now. He's fully grown up. Track down Captain Falcon. And there's this kind of exchange of, what are you doing here? He's like, looking for you. He's like, I need your help in taking down Black Shadow. Black Shadow is taking over Mute City. Black Shadow is ruining any kind of racing. We got to take down this guy. And he's like, do it yourself. Big alien stumbles into the bar. This is Captain Falcon's bounty. He's a bounty hunter now. He's not a cop anymore. He's now a full-on bounty hunter. He hasn't been back to Mute City in years. Big alien walks in. That's his bounty. Bounty immediately recognizes Captain Falcon and charges him. They get into a fight. Robert gets involved a little bit. they battle back and forth eventually captain falcon takes him down with a mean right hook and robert's like oh is that that is that, that falcon punch i've heard so much about man everybody talks about that falcon punch and he's like no 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 it's just a punch like shut up <laughs> um eventually they talk like captain falcon goes to leave he's got his bounty right he's taking care of it he goes to leave and robert catches up to him he's like cap they've got jody Robert takes him to Port Town. Port Town's the trading center of the world, but because of it's a trading center, or more than the world, it's trading center of the universe, basically. And this is where you gotta go to make money. And because of that, it attracts all kinds of undesirables. People don't really want to be here unless you're doing business, but it's the only place to do business. And there's all kinds of, like satellites around it, all kinds of
0: you know, and, places people can live. And in the yeah. games, this is where Captain Falcon grew up, right? So this, you know, that 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 sort of environment maybe informs his worldview a little bit. Yeah, that's what he fought to get out of. That's what he wanted to
2: defeat. And it's something that he went back to after being kind of disgraced as a police officer, after he kind of took his, his downward spiral. He lives on these islands outside of Port City that are kind of floating, um, but we don't quite get to those. So they're in Port Town, they're walking through, they're seeing all kinds of a shady business going down, it's dirty, it's unclean. More aliens than human, because aliens come here to do their business. And they get to this warehouse. It's kind of abandoned warehouse, it's dark. Robert says, this is the place, I know he's gonna be here, we gotta take him down. Lights come up, it's a trap. Robert has led Captain Falcon here. Black Shadow steps, steps up, two goons immediately grab Captain Falcon, they've got him. Black Shadow says, we need you. They won't bring the F-Zero race back without you. And we need to do the F-Zero race. So you're going to come with me. We're going to race. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to kill you. Those three three, three things are going to
1: happen. How is Black Shadow looking after 10 years?
2: He's looking more menacing. He's definitely grown in power. The, The events that Captain Falcon thought would take him down actually did almost nothing. And that gave him the confidence he needed. You know, if the cops can't take him down, then he can do whatever he wants. So he kind of took over a bit. He seems healthier in a kind of weird way. Like something's going on with him. He's passionate about taking Captain Falcon down in a way that he wasn't before. Something's
0: going on with Black Shadow. And maybe so, that's just a newfound bloodlust, maybe that's something else. So the implication here is that Captain Falcon was such a big part of the F0 races and the revenue drawn from that that have, has there not been an F0 race in the 10 years that went by? There
2: has not been an F zero race in the ten years you got got that Whoa. have gone by, oh, and you get the idea something went down
0: in that race we didn't see. Something like, sketchy uh, happened. Okay, so not just Captain Falcon retiring. I was going to say not that's just like Captain if, Falcon. No. That's like if LeBron James retired from basketball, and the NBA was just like, well, why bother? <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: it's more like
0: if something really terrible went down in a uh,
2: game LeBron James was in, and so they stopped basketball. But then LeBron James was like, let's bring basketball back. And then you bring basketball back if LeBron oh, James does basketball you. back, right? <laughs> so they've got him. They've got Captain Falcon. They're like, you're going to race. We're going to make you do this. It doesn't matter if you're like half dead in that car. We're going to make you race. He kind of looks to, to Rob and he's like, you know, this, this kind of like, how could you betray me kind of thing. Suddenly, warehouse doors fly open. A white car, again, car in quotation marks. Bursts through, gets between the people that were like, ho- knocks the people off of Captain Falcon, pulls him in, and veers off. They chase for a little bit, but they're piloted so well that they 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 evade. In the car is Jodie Summers. She quickly fills Captain Falcon in on what's going on, basically, in an attempt to keep his father alive. Robin Deep dead. Um, They've tried all kinds of weird medical things to try to keep him alive after this thing that happened that is still undisclosed, but everybody knows about, that tried to keep him alive. And now Black Shadow owns him because you know he's the mobster. He's got his hand in all all the crime activity. Black Shadow owns him. He can do anything he wants to rob. We need to save Rob. And Cat feels this debt to Rob. So they gotta do something for him. They ditch the car. They go down seedy streets in Corktown and find themselves in this kind of seedy restaurant with a TV on. Um, This is where Cap gets filled in on Joey's life, how everything's gone down. And then the TV comes on. Black Shadow's on. And he says, if you want to get Rob back, you need a race. Two days from now, Mute City F-Zero. They're bringing it back because you're
0: back. Race me or I kill the kid. That's that's the bottom line. This is backtracking a little bit, but what kind of relationship do... Captain Falcon and Jody Summers have. I, I know in the games it is sometimes implied that they have sort of a romantic connection. Is is he too much older for her for that to be the case? What what is there? What is there? He's a lot older artisans. at this point. Uh,
2: I think there might be something implied between Rob and, Rob uh, and Jody.
0: Jody, yeah, Jody, but
2: I don't even know if I wanted to make that jump. Uh, gotcha. I don't. I don't think there needs awesome. to be anything sexualized about Jody. I think she's just kind of, you know. Cool. Nice. cool as she is but yeah i don't there's nothing sexual going on between captain falcon and jody because there's like almost 20 years between them at this point i think there gotcha. really are 20 years between them at this point so cool captain falcon says if i'm gonna race i need i need a car and i don't need any car i need the blue falcon because that's captain falcon's car right not to be confused with the falcon flyer which is the ship that he has that's also his name not to be confused <laughs> with that does he have a flyer here the Falcon Flyer is what they've been flying around in previously. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I think if we start calling it the Falcon Flyer, we lose a whole lot of grit. I think the grit goes down dramatically as soon as we introduce the name Falcon, the Falcon Flyer. Fucker. Maybe he just yeah, call yeah, it the Flyer. The yeah, the Flyer, the fucker, yeah, whatever you want to call better. it. I think if we call it the Falcon fucker, we might get peed on our on our asses, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> they go in Port Town. Cap knows where where to go now. Because he's because Port Town has changed a lot in the last 10 years, but he's been in and around Port Town. He knows Port Town. He knows Port Town like the back of his hand. He goes and he finds his garage. And we walk in his garage, and we, before we can even see anybody, we hear this kind of weird interaction going down where somebody's being really aggressive to somebody else, where it's like, you know, whoa, 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 you know, like, no need to get aggressive or anything like that, but it's like, no, I need this now. They round the corner to see Pico being kind of... Pushed around by this other alien, aliens like you know empty the cash register, do it now. He has a gun on, on Pico, and Pico's like, "Dude, we can be cool about this. We can be, we can be cool." I'm determined to get a joke in here somewhere where he says, "I'm Pico the guy, yo," um, and that's just <laughs> the whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Falcon walks up to the guy that has to make a point. He knocks him out in one punch. Pico's like, dude, that Falcon punch, right? <laughs> and he's like, no, dude, it's just a punch.
0: Wait, that's such a funny running gag. <laughs> that's so funny.
2: Captain Amelia jumps into like, dude, where's my Falcon? Where's the Blue Falcon? I need, I need this car. He's like, funny story. Times have been tough. I had to sell the Blue Falcon. He's like, you sold the Blue Falcon? He's like, no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. I know where it is. Cut to overhead of Red Canyon. Uh, this is now Goro stomping around. He's no longer in the police force. He left when Cap did. He does everything Cap does. He's just kind of a step
0: behind. This is like a, a sort of a desert area, right? It's just... Yeah,
2: desert area, kind of wasteland.
0: Yeah. So Goro's um, a bounty hunter now? Goro's a bounty
2: hunter now. Yeah, yeah. More successful financially than Captain Falcon because that was a metric of success that he had because Captain Falcon never cared about... He could be Goro if he wanted to be, but he never cared to make that much money. He was about making enough money to get by. He doesn't care. Captain Falcon has given up on life in a lot of ways. But Goro, Goro's made it big. He's got this, like, fucking palace in the wasteland um, in this, like, Mad Max wasteland. He's got a palace with a racetrack out back and, like, everything's gold. The exterior looks, like, pretty warehousey. when you step in. It's, like, you know, red carpets and all that. He's sitting in this throne because they all walk in. They're immediately detained. Gro' sitting on this throne and, like, just behind him in this big glass box that, like, kind of rotates is the Blue Falcon. He's got that on display. He's just showing off the Blue Falcon. He got that. He bought it. He had the money to buy it. He owned Captain Falcon. He owns a piece of Captain Falcon. He's got the blue Falcon. And at this point he's given up police guard entirely, right? So he's full Samurai all the time. He's got swords everywhere. He's always got a sword on him. He's... Samurai Goro is no longer a nickname. He is a Samurai, that, that is him. So he still considers Captain to be a rival. He still wants to beat him because he never beat him in a race. He never had the opportunity to beat him in a race, which is why he kind of bailed on the racing thing. He bailed on being a police officer because he just needed to be better than Captain Falcon.
1: So does yeah. it seem like Goro was affected at all by that race that we know nothing about? Or does it seem like a more natural, just like quitting the force and becoming
2: a bounty hunter? He's changed. That, sh- that, that race kind of shook everyone, and it kind of brought them back down to Earth in a lot of ways. And some people got closer to Earth, and some people crashed, right? So Goro has become more extreme in a lot of ways. He was much more controlled before... At this point, he's he's almost a maniac. He's uh, right, which is also part to the fact that he's been on bounty hunter for years, right? You know, and that, do, that does things to your head.
0: Right. He's very eccentric in the games. He's very much like a. He's a big. Per- I mean, all of these characters are big personalities in the games, but I think Goro especially is. You know, he's very blustering um, and.
1: Yeah, I'd say Goro is like the Vegeta.
2: And then, like Dark Shadow is like the Frieza.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was definitely very muted before.
2: He was more muted, and now he's like in his new grandeur. He's been allowed to just like go wild, basically. But Cap shows up. I'm afraid if I keep calling him Cap, we're just going to get Captain America references. But I don't know what else to call him. No, we're gonna. Cap. Yeah,
0: we're gonna overshadow Captain America. We're, we're just better than Captain America. We got yeah. this. I'd take um, Captain Falcon over Captain America any day. Oh, oh for
2: sure, for sure. So he's like, dude, Doc's kid has been kidnapped. Like, we gotta help him. I need the Blue Falcon to help him. You wanna come with us? You could come with us, but I need the Blue Falcon. He's like, I'm not giving you the Blue Falcon. I don't care. I don't owe anything to the Doc, because everybody knew the Doc, right? When anybody got injured during F-Zero, they went to the Doc. Doc Stewart was the guy. Everybody loved him. Um, he could hold his own in the racing, but he was, like, never, you know, the top edge. But everyone felt they owed something to the Doc.
1: So Girl even Toro." So, even Goro was, like, a fan of the Doc? Even Goro was a fan
2: of the Doc at the time. That's faded. He's kind of given up on that. He's moved on. He says he doesn't owe anything to, you know, that kid or the Doc or anything. I've made it clear Doc's dead, right? Doc, doctor died at some point. I've made that clear. Did oh, okay. so I not saying anything he was about Doctor dying? I thought, I he, thought was he was, like...
0: Yeah, I thought he was... I thought his health was hanging on by a string, and...
2: Sorry, I should have made that clear. So... For a while, he was hanging on by a string, and it's, eventually, it just wasn't enough. So he spent enough money to get him to the point. Like you know, several years after whatever thing happened to him, at that point, he died, and it's gotcha. it just kind of this big thing that shook the community.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. And 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 so Black Shadow maintains his control over Rob, just because of the debt that he's in, he's he's gotten in. Because the debt he's gotten in. Yeah. Okay, cool, like, cool, he, cool, he cool. He can cool. do whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
2: So Goro has the Blue Falcon. But, like I'm not giving you but this is my one chance to, to race Captain Falcon, right? So if you can beat me in a race, you can take take the blue Falcon. And there's nothing in the line for, for Captain Falcon here, right? Like he doesn't have to give anything up. It's enough for Goro to just have the chance to race him because beating him is everything Goro wants. Beating Captain Falcon is everything Goro wants in the whole world. So they, they set up 1v1 on the Canyon Track, Goro is in his Fire Stingray, and they kind of set Captain Falcon up with kind of like a a shitty beat up car, but it's like functional, like it'll get him there, but it's not, it's not the Blue Falcon. It's very much not the Blue Falcon, but they gave him something good enough that it could race because like Goro's not gonna win on cheap tricks, right? He's gotta beat him one-on-one. The race itself is close. It's very back and forth, eventually getting to the point where it's clear Captain Falcon's gonna win, right? It's, he's pulled ahead, Goro's like I've lost. They've got this back and forth they're going around the track. They do like four laps. When suddenly Goro's behind enough that he just guns it for Captain Falcon. He just goes straight at him, and this this triggers something in Captain Falcon. He has like he has like this flash of something going wrong, and he slams on the brakes, and Cap- and Goro soars past him for the victory. Captain Falcon is shook. He's he's got this you know flashing thing going on in his head. He gets out of the car and he's like that's a t- cheap trick. Give me my car. And he just starts kind of beating the shit out of Goro. And Goro's laughing. Does he beat him? It doesn't matter. He beat him. Like He's like, you can give me all the Falcon punches you want. I, I won. I beat you. You're not getting your car. And he's like, you know what you're doing, right? You know what you're doing to Doc's kid. He's like, I don't care. It's my car. I beat you. I beat Captain Falcon. You know, two guys kind of grab Captain Falcon. But Goro's still laughing. He's cool with it. You know, they kind of send them away. So they send them back to the ship. Jody and Pico are still with him They're kind of defeated They get back into the ship Pico kind of has this moment where he's like Get ready to go He presses a button on the dash In the palace In that glass box The falcon flyer bursts to life Like it revs (laughs) its engine It comes on Um, Everyone in the palace kind of looks to it Kind of looks weird And we see Pico floor it And the car launches from the box Shattering glass everywhere And veers out of the palace chased by a few people with, like, guns out or kind of shooting after it, but it makes its way up the Falcon Flyer into the, into the ship, and they fly off. You know, people firing guns after them, but it doesn't matter. They made their escape. They've got the Blue Falcon. They've got what they need for this race. They go back to Pico's garage. In Pico's garage, we see Pico kind of working on, on the Blue Falcon. He's got Captain Falcon's suit hanging up there, and he's, like, doing his, his mechanic thing. I guess I should talk about Pico for a minute. In the comics... In the, comics, in the comic single he's this kind of like grizzled like really hard like kills people he's like a hundred something years old he like survived a war and stuff he's absolutely the comic relief, relief in this movie like he is, he is just like the, the guy that's just like he's a goof um
0: the everybody else got like, grizzled and he just like got super light the hardcore nerds are like walking out of the theater at this they're like they, they totally fucking neutered Pico <laughs> What the
2: fuck was that Pico the Guy shit? What the fuck?
0: All the all the all those hardcore Pico fans out there, I'm sure there are so yeah. many. There's one person, you know, who's just like in Pico costume, like at
2: the Yeah, he's like he's like what the uh
0: mean? he's like the Lola Bunny guy who has like the attic full of Lola Bunny merchandise, <laughs> but it's all Pico stuff.
1: Why doesn't Pico have tits anymore?
2: <laughs> Pico's working on the car. Jody's kinda chilling. We pan to Captain America. He just stepped out of the shadow. Shadow. Captain America? Oh, shit. I did it, didn't I? I? Oh, no. You fell into your
0: own goddamn trap. I did it. I did it to
2: myself. (laughs) Uh, Captain Falcon is stepping out of the shower. He kind of rubs off the the mirror nipples. Does he hang dong?
1: (laughs) Do we get a Gone Girl moment where we see his dong for a couple
2: seconds? We don't see his dong. We see full chest. Full chest for sure. Okay. There are like
0: three different cutscenes in f0 GX because I today I watched a video that was every f0 GX cutscene. Um, there are like three different cutscenes that have characters go to like this laundromat and the way that they like do their laundry in the f zero universe is they take off their clothes in the public laundromat and just sit there <laughs> naked while their clothes are done. so this is very reminiscent of that like it's, it's like I think I don't think I don't think any of them featured Captain Falcon, but one of them definitely featured Blood Falcon just sitting in his underpants doing his laundry. So it, this is a nice little, a nice little uh, <laughs> reference. I feel like Captain Falcon doesn't care who
2: sees him naked. Like at this point, it's like whatever. Um, I guess it's a director decision whether we see Dong or not. Like I'll leave I'll leave that up to whatever director. You know, if we want to see Dong, sure. I think we just keep with the nipples, especially because because we know how important these nipples were. Right um, nipples, but. He kind of wipes off the mirror, he looks himself in the eyes, and he flashes back to that first race in Mute City. 10 years prior, Mute City, they start. We're mid-race at F-Zero, Cap is in the lead. Black Shadow just behind him, Dr. Stewart just behind him. Black Shadow, seeing he's about to lose, rams into Cap's car, spinning him out and taking the lead. Cap's car hits the wall, launches into the air, is high above the track, but he sees the answer. So at the right angle, he guns it and kind of launches back towards the track off of the front of Doctor's car, off the front of the Golden Fox, and launches himself past Black Shadow and the, to the ultimate victory. What he doesn't see behind him is this causes Doc to spin out, and he's, Doc is just hit by person after person as, as they're hit. As they pass, he's just getting pummeled until his car eventually flips out and lands in the middle of the track. And, like, burning, smoldering wreckage.
1: So, it's Captain Falcon's fault that Kevin is wrecked. Yeah. Do you think that Rob also sees it as Captain Falcon's fault and, like, tries to get revenge? Or is it really more of, like, a dark shadow, black shadow has cornered
2: him? Definitely. It's a combination of the two. I don't think we know that until, like, this moment where it's, like, yeah, it, it, he has to do this but it doesn't hurt that he's also fucking over the person that he thinks killed his dad that had a hand in his dad's death you know so yeah Captain Falcon is like up there you know media's swarming him they give him the belt he's at the the finish line and he sees the the wreckage he runs to it he pulls Dr. Stewart out he pulls Kevin out he kind of looks at him he's like he's like half alive and he just puts him down it's like the medical team swarms around he runs off, he gets in the blue Falcon. He drives away. We don't see him again. Flashback to him looking himself in the mirror. He goes back out into the like main garage area. Pico's still working on the car, kind of tinkering with the suit a little bit. And Jody's on the phone. He's like, no, we just, we need you to race. We need you to race. And she's being hung up on by person after person because they need a fourth to race. It's going to be this four v four race against uh, Black Shadow and his goons. They need a fourth. They're gonna show up with just three and then they're gonna get clobbered, right? Captain's like, it's fine. We'll do it with three. Cut back to Mute City. We're back to the Mute City racetrack. The F-Zero's back. This is the, the first F-Zero in 10 years. And, you know, fans are kind of excited, but there's also like this kind of weird vibe around it. This is like, why is F-Zero back after 10 years? But they hear Captain Falcon's gonna be here. So people are there. They wanna see what happened after that big wreck. They wanna see what happened to him. They want to see where he's been. They want to see how those nipples be doing. So, Black Shadow's there. He's got five goons with them, them kind of cornering Rob. And and Black Shadow's like, "You think he'll show up?" And Rob's like, "No. Why would he show up for me? There's no reason he would do that." Then Captain Falcon shows up. You know, he pulls up with his like entourage of Pico and Jody, ready to race. He gets out of the car. He gets face to face with Black Shadow. And he's like, you just brought three? You're allowed four. Can we, can we even race with three? And just as Captain is about to say, you know, just three, up pulls Goro in the fire stingray. He's like, I'm not going to let you crash my car without me. Nice. Uh, so Goro shows up. And he's like, yeah, we do it for the dock. We owe Doc that. They all score up. They all get ready to race. Three of those goons that were cornering Rob get into cars, they're all ready to race. It's Black it's Black Shadow, three of his, you know, employees, his hit squad, Pico, Captain Falcon, Jody, and Samurai Goro. Two of the goons took Rob up to the stands. They're gonna watch. They're gonna keep, they're gonna keep looking an eye over him. They line up, race is set, ready, set, go, race takes off. Black Shadow immediately takes the lead. Uh, leaving his goons behind. They've been clearly instructed to simply keep the opposition from passing Black Shadow. Their job is to fuck with the guys we like. Their job is to keep them from from going ahead. R4 are darting back and forth, trying to break up their formation in some way. Uh, Eventually, Jody outmaneuvers them, gunning for Black Shadow. Two of the goons peel off after Jody, uh, leaving Pico and Cap to deal with the third as Goro kind of gets just behind Jody, kind of behind those two. So the last goon, that's clearly left with Pico and Cap, starts slamming Cap into the wall, just clearly he's trying to take him out. Black Shadow crosses the line for a lap one, followed by Jody, the two behind Jody and then Goro. Cap is still being mashed into the wall. Pico slams into the goon, freeing Captain Falcon who pulls away, but Pico and the last goon are smashing into one another. Pico spins out just before the finish line. The goon speeds off. Pico's eliminated, lap one. Yeah, so th- this goes along with this kind of race is like the F-Zero video game, like the first one where it's you're racing to be eliminated. Like the first person left, left standing wins. So every lap, whoever's last, is eliminated.
0: Um, right, so so for those... Yeah, so basically the idea is in, in F-Zero the way... It doesn't work like Mario Kart when you play it. If you are in last place on a given lap, you, you are done. Like it, it ends there and it just keeps going lap-wise until there's only one racer until it's 2v2 and it's one racer left so you know you if you are in last place you don't and you cross the, the lap line you don't do the next lap you're just eliminated
2: it's honestly yeah. so much cooler and that's the gist here is we're waiting for seven of these racers to be eliminated clearly there's a little bit more to this going on because like what happens when somebody wipes out but we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> so Pico's eliminated uh, the race continues Jody and Black Shadow are neck and neck, cars length apart, Jody just behind. The two cars following Jody slam her on either side, pinching her vehicle and kind of forcing her back and forth. Meanwhile, Cap is fighting off the goon that was that eliminated Pika, uh, the goon in the back. They're crashing into one another, kind of going back and forth. Jody is about to lose control of her vehicle. Like, she's just being pinched so hard that she's eventually going to lose control and she's going to get wiped out. When Goro comes from behind and bumps her out from between the two, launching her forward towards Black Shadow. The two goons quickly recover, one speeding off after Jody, one staying with Goro. Cap is still clashing with his driver. They are taking turns knocking into one another until Cap hits the brakes, allowing one of the goons to miss him and go into the wall, flipping over and be eliminated. It's now three on three. Remaining six cross the line. Cap guns it, soaring past Goro and the driver that was uh, assigned to Goro at the moment and past Jody and her rival. The car that was on Jody pulls off to chase Cap. Clearly Cap is what matters here. Jody follows suit. Cap is gaining on Black Shadow, but the goon that was after Jody launches at Cap. He flashes back again to the first F-Zero race and freezes like before in in the race with Goro. He stops. He stops his car uh, completely. Just as the goon is about to collide with Cap, probably killing them both, Jody swoops in knocks that car off, eliminating them both. They both spin out. It's now down to four. Black Shadow sells a commanding lead here, but Robert saw what Jody did and this kind of awoke something in he's like well if Jody's doing this then maybe this is him to do he's startled he starts to see Captain for what he is and maybe starts to shift that blame away because Black Shadow had a lot to do with that crash too so he punches one of his captors probably says something along the lines of I don't know how Captain does it (laughs) knocks him clean out the other captor chases after him as Robert runs off Robert Punch Robert punch. Goro is going head to head with uh, his rival driver the one that's been assigned to at this point they're kind of neck and neck. So Goro grabs his samurai sword and throws it through his window and, and shatters the, the other driver's side. Hell yeah <laughs> No, <So> everything's <laughs> legal in this type of race. Oh yeah! God, that's go, such a game. Yeah, cool yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah! That's awesome.
2: This kind of stuns the driver who kind of pulls back a bit, and Goro speeds off after Black Shadow. This leaves Captain to deal with this driver now. The driver that like Goro just stunned recovers and falls back to cab. They tussle for a bit up to the finish line where Cap wins just by an inch. This driver's eliminated. That leaves him with just three. It's just Black Shadow, Goro, and Cap now. Cap, nothing in his way at this point, guns it for Black Shadow. Meanwhile, Goro is uh, gaining on Black Shadow. They're neck and neck. Goro fights, 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 for, does his best to get to the first spot, but every time he starts to get a lead, Black Shadow pulls away. He just outmaneuvers him. Black Shadow is just better than Goro. He tries everything he can, even trying to ram Black Shadow, which ends up poorly for him. As they approach the finish line, for the second to last lap, it occurs to Goro that he'll never win. He can't beat he can't beat Black Shadow. He just isn't as good. His car isn't as good. He isn't as good a driver. He's simply better than him. But Cap can beat him. So he slams the brakes, stopping before the finish line, so that Cap isn't eliminated. Cap soars past him, wow. which is Black Shadow and Cap at this point.
1: That's an amazing moment.
2: Uh,
0: that's a, I mean, that's really a that's a that's such a moment of character growth for Goro. I feel like just to acknowledge that there are, I don't know, I I, I really yeah, love that that's that, that awesome. there are things oh. that Falcon can do better than than he can, and and sort of you know I think the having Goro show up feels like that character moment, but it's really just set up for the real character moment, which is right there where he stops for mm-hmm. for Falcon. Does Goro have anything like that in the games? I
1: don't no, think he that's does.
0: A, that's a Dustin original. That's a Dustin original. We brought Dustin on for character moments, and boy, boy, we just got one there with that's Goro. That's that
2: playwright shit, man. But yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> Check no, out. No, no,
1: put
2: When I put this on stage, it's going to be completely different. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so Goro gives him kind of a hearty go get cap as Captain flies by. Meanwhile, Robert's still running. He sees Falcon's ship which he runs to. The goons get to the ship, runs runs the corner. Robert's already in the ship. Goon enters the ship. We hear a click of a gun uh, as Pico puts a gun against the goon's head and says something along the lines of, take a seat. Cap is gaining a black shadow, but it's a tough road ahead. Rob comes on over the intercom with Cap. I want to let you know, I should have let you know before, my father never blamed you. He never blamed, blamed you for the accident, for his death, for any of it. And honestly, would have been more offended if you hadn't done, done what you did. So he leaves him with that moment. That's what Cap needed in that moment. He guns ahead. He races up next next to Black Shadow. They're neck and neck, evenly matched. Black Shadow shouts something o- over his intercom to one of his underlings to take over. And suddenly his car is driving itself. Somebody else is driving his car. He starts to get out of his car. He starts to pull himself out, out the window on top of the car. Cab yells over his intercom, Rob, take the wheel. Suddenly Rob is driving the blue falcon from the Falcon flyer. He's driving. he's driving the car for us. Cool. Um, they get on top of the car, Black Falcon jumps onto the blue falcon. Captain Falcon puts his dukes up. He says, Show me your moves.
1: Ah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah he does. Okay.
2: And they're fighting. They're punching back and forth. They're they're giving it their all. It looks like Captain Falcon's on the ropes for a second, he's kinda knocked down. But he gets up, Black Shadow's like, you're nothing. You're nothing, you'll never be anything. You couldn't even cut it as a bounty hunter, he couldn't cut it as a racer. I'm better than you, I'm gonna be the end of you. And in that moment, Captain Falcon gets up, and he yells, <coughs> the suit lights up, fire erupts from his fist, and he blasts Black Shadow with an ultimate falcon punch. <laughs> nothing like anybody had seen before (laughs) that knocks black shadow off under his car under and you know he's thrown off off the road captain falcon gets back into his car takes back control ends the race he gets the end he's presented with the belt he's presented with the big check which is all the money he needs to pay off rob's debts not that black shadow is around anymore it's a moment of triumph. We finally have a moment of triumph for these characters that have been through so much over the last 10 years. Days later, months later, we cut back to the F-Zero track in Meat City and things are back to normal. Captain's racing at this point. Rob's taken over the Golden Fox and is racing in the place of his father. Goro's there and everything's back to normal. Everything's great. Captain Falcon exchanges pleasantries with everybody. They get, they get into their cars. Ready, set, go! They launch.
0: Credits roll. Ugh! Wow. So After good. the credits, that was really. Oh shit! Good. We got an after credits.
1: Oh shit! This is our first. I. Oh wait, no,
2: it's not our first. But this is. I was really surprised that not everybody was doing after credits thing. Because the whole point is to be Marvel, right? So we got to do right. after credits. Right.
0: Yeah. We've had a couple people do after credits. We've pitched some after credits for, for people. But let's let's hear what you got. Let's hear what cool. you got. My, my glad, glad, glad I can totally word cut words. the after credit. That's not a thing. I'm no, no, no. It's, no, it's, no, no, it's, no. no. It's it's please do It's completely it. allowed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You could pitch us uh, 10 after credit scenes and we would take them all. Yeah, man. <laughs> so
2: after credits, we see something even seedier than Port Town, right? We see the Mute City Underworld because there's all this thriving infrastructure in Mute City, but there's an undergr- underground of uh, Mute City. And we see this kind of weird laboratory and we pan through this laboratory and we hear this weird kind of mechanical voice, this kind, kind of weird voice. And we see this machine with one of the belts, the belt that Captain Falcon dropped at the first F-Zero race, kind of set up in one spot and clearly a spot for another thing. Clearly, there's something missing there. And there's. We see Black Shadow, and he's just like torn up. He's abysmal. And he says, Please, just let me die. And his mechanical voice says, You'll die when I'm dead with you. Blackout.
0: Deathborn. Oh. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's clearly teasing Deathborn, who I can't remember if he's an F0X, but he's definitely an F0GX. And he's kind of like the puppet master that's telling Black Shadow what to do. Like he. He definitely yeah, he has, he first shows up in FCRGX. Um he's like the, the, the puppet master.
1: I think it's also teasing Blood Falcon. Uh just like if we're doing like test tubes and like the belt the belt in the water and all that, like you know, you need a little bit of DNA to make a clone of Captain oh,
0: Falcon. Oh it's a Blood Falcon tease too. Oh, that's cool. Right, because Blood Falcon for those of you not familiar with who Blood Falcon is, he is a DNA clone of Captain Falcon, who is created by Black Shadow and and Deathborn to, or I guess not by Deathborn because he's an F zero X, but uh, created by Black Shadow to go toe to toe with with Falcon. That who I think I mean that is the obvious choice for an F zero sequel is to to have Black Shadow be y- your main villain. Your, that's the main you know set piece.
1: Right. I know we were joking about, like, Pico fans not being happy, but I think besides that, I think F-Zero fans would absolutely fuck with this movie. It has all the moments you'd want.
0: I don't I, I even think F-Zero fans wouldn't care about the Pico stuff. I mean, the Samurai Goro moment is just so good and it's just such a good payoff for that, that character. And it, I think it, even the Captain Falcon stuff, like the, the, the Falcon Punch moment is great. I think the running gag of Every time he punches anything, it's like, oh, this is that Falcon Punch I've been hearing about. That's so funny. I think that's like. I'm so glad that's your reaction to it because I was telling everybody about that gag for the last month.
2: (laughs) And like, everyone's like, yeah, whatever. But I'm so glad you guys had that reaction to that. That's
1: perfect. Because good. If you're watching, if you know F Zero and you're watching an F Zero movie, you're waiting for the
0: Falcon Punch. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. That's the, that's the, I'm trying to think of the equivalent. Um, It's Chekhov's Punch. It's, know It's Shatkov's Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the thing you're waiting for. That's the moment when like, like people like stand up in the theater and they applaud and they, they lose their their shit over that. So so that's mm-hmm. great. That's that's the I am Iron Man moment of of, of the film. Exactly. <laughs> I have a pitch, but I think I'm going to save it for continuity approaching because it's going to tie in so heavily with that. But I I have a lot of ideas about the identities of Black Shadow's goons that are racing with him. Um, I have some pitches for who those people should be, for who those three other racers should be. Um, So we'll circle back to that on continuity approaching. Don't let me forget about that. No, I mean, it's, I mean, I think you, when you pitched it, you definitely pitched that this was like the gritty F zero. And I think it definitely does that. But I actually think you, I mean, you, you do a good job of not sacrificing entirely like, the humor that's in F-Zero. I think we get a lot of the humor. I mean, you have, you know, Pico sort of takes that role. Pico de Gallo is funny. You know, we we get the nipples still. So I think it's just, I think it's, you know, it's, it's pitch perfect for the, the F-Zero film that we need to sort of set up this world and these characters.
1: Yeah, a lot of times when people, because you told me you were doing Fast and Furious in space. That's exactly what you said. And I think a lot of times when people pitch us stuff where they haven't played the game, they kind of change everything about it and just sort of just like say, "This is what it is. This is the game." Uh, but you have a really good balance where I can. It's still very much F Zero in a way where I think if they did an F Zero game, if they tied in this movie with the game, it would it would fit
0: right in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, they need to. It's been now. Oh yeah. 18 years since the last f-zero game no it, not quite that long when was the last one well f-zero climax never came no there wasn't a gs a ds one um the last one released in america was 2000 2003 yeah so it's been 18 years since america wow. saw one
1: Oh my God! Yeah, F Zero in general has just been one of the most disrespected franchises by Nintendo for a while. Yeah,
0: it's up there. It's Mother F Zero and like, it's those two that that. Yeah,
2: it's a hard sell when you're pumping out a Mario
0: Kart game every year, right? Like, it's just hard to I guess your own market. I guess it just it feels. I mean, and 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 to be fair, I mean, the racing genre has taken. It's not as popular as it was in the two thousands. There are fewer racing games in general. Um, absolutely right but i mean i mean certainly and i mean and mario kart 8 felt more f-zero-y than and, and in fact had two f-zero courses yeah. um just in terms of the gravity defyingness because the the courses in f-zero they they do a lot of twists and turns and they go upside down and stuff so you know mario kart is increasingly feeling like f-zero so With link in mario kart now
2: what, what point do we get what, what point do we get captain falcon in mario kart
0: yeah well, we have the smash Kart. That's oh, true. We do. Yeah, the Blue Falcon has shown up as a, as a cart a couple times, but I think it's oh. only only a matter of time before. Mass I mean, Kart. people have been speculating that that's going to be the next move for a while. With Mario Kart, is that they uh, sort of abandoned the Mario Kart moniker and moved to a Nintendo cart with different characters and stuff. So. We'll see. I mean, Captain Falcon definitely. I mean, it's crazy that in Mario Kart 8, like the Inklings are there, Animal Crossing characters are there. It's like, where's what's, Captain Falcon? Your your it's other racing there. character. Why isn't why is he not there? But yeah, um, Pete, do you have any other pitches or thoughts about the main about the story, or do you want to move into continuity? Because I have I have so pitches many for I have a lot thoughts. of pitches
1: for continuity. So I, I'd yeah,
0: I to have so many in. continuity thoughts. So let's let's jump into continuity approaching. And since i sort of teased it. Let, let, let's talk about let's talk about some of, of, of who these of who Black Shadows minions are. Um, most of my research for this episode was based on just you know reading about the F Zero GX because F Zero GX has every racer oh, in it. So I was just reading about all the F Zero racers and and watching their cutscenes and stuff. And a lot of them, like I said, they have really vague backstories. And I think those, a lot of them have potential to have tie-ins with other Nintendo franchises. And so first off the bat, I think one of them has to be Octoman because we directly, Octoman already was, is in the Star Fox movie. And so I think we ha- we should set him up here just because I think, does he die in Hamilton Star Fox?
1: Uh, I forget. I don't think so. He's in a shootout. He he shows he's, up he's in on, that CD
0: bar. Yeah, on Fortuna. Right. The ice planet. Yeah. So so I think I think we, we should make the decision here that the Lilat system is just another galaxy in this universe and they have contact with Earth, but and Earth is in sort of F zero times at this point. Right. So the Star Fox crew is off in the universe doing stuff while F zero happens. And I think Octoman If we set up Octoman as one of Black Shadow's minions, and then he shows up in Star Fox afterwards, I think that's it. And whether he dies or not, I'll have to go back and look at the continuity of that. Right. Um, I was also
1: thinking that we can kind of have fun because Captain Falcon's like chasing a bounty in a CD bar yeah, much like how we see Octoman in the Star Fox CD bar, maybe we see like a Star Fox like small ta- small-time villain in the
0: CD. Well, bar Well, or or we had talked about this a little bit on the Star Fox episode, but one of the racers in F0 is named James McCloud, which right. as we all remember from uh, the Star Fox episode is the name of Fox McCloud's father is James McCloud, who goes missing. And according to Hamilton's pitch, there's, you know, the potential that James McLeod is still out there alive. And I think, actually, I think in the continuity of that, we did establish, I think it is canon that, that James McLeod was going to be doing participating in F zero races. So, you know, he won't feature prominently in this movie, obviously, but I think maybe a James McLeod cameo where, you know, instead of obviously the James McLeod in the F-Zero game um, is a human who just sort of looks like an anthropomorphic Fox, but I think we should just make James McLeod Fox, you know, he should sure. just be a Fox. Um, I, I wouldn't, I don't think that would be out of place at all, especially because there are a bunch of other anthropomorphic animals in the F-Zero cast that wouldn't feel weird. Right. And the movie um, itself is aliens galore, so there, there's there's room for that. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's that's a good possibility. Okay, so the Octoman is the only one that I'm really married to as an like an idea that I really like. These other ones, these were just ideas that I I thought, sort of thought of as I was reading them. So we'll just talk about them and we'll feel free to shoot any of them down because some of them are a little weird. That's the so, final word for this. All right, all right. An F0X there's a character named Billy who is a gorilla. He's like a a cybernetic gorilla. And in his lore, it specifically says that Billy is the descendant of a trained rocket pilot, a monkey who was a trained rocket pilot and the first monkey in space. And I think, what do we know? What other ape do we know of in, in the Nintendo universe? who uses rockets it's, and who's, who's been to space, it's Diddy Kong because Diddy Kong yeah. uses rockets. And I believe in Diddy Kong Racing, there is a whole space section. So my pitch is that Billy is the descendant of Diddy <laughs> Kong. I don't know how we feel about that. I think it's a fun tie-in if he's just like, <laughs> has this tie to, to Diddy Kong. <laughs>
2: Can we take a second and acknowledge the fact that Billy's vehicle in F-Zero X is Mad Wolf? Like, the only character that is an actual animal, like, doesn't even have their, their, it's, it's their vehicle named animal. after their animal.
1: <laughs> animals gotta stick together with animals, man.
0: <laughs> this monkey drives a wolf. All right, um, but yeah, future the- Diddy Kong in. Okay, that's in. Wow, that's it. Okay. All right, that
1: sounds good. We were talking um, about we were talking last episode about how every pitch for a minute has ha- has featured some sort of ape cameo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I like that this is continuing that tradition.
0: Secondly, there is a character in F0X named Beastman who <laughs> Beast- <laughs> he's a guy who wears this like crocodile armor. And his only backstory again here is that Beastman was once attacked by a large space crocodile, which changed <laughs> his life forever. He then subsequently becomes a beast hunter. And I had some thoughts about who the beast, about who the space crocodile was. What first came to mind was Krokemeier, who is a boss in Super Metroid. Um, he's like a giant crocodile who who lives in the caverns of brinstar which is the planet of super metroid so that's an option if we wanted i i don't know how the timeline would work with this but certainly other infamous uh crocodiles or crocodilians of the nintendo multiverse there's of course king k rule there's a vector uh from sonic the hedgehog there are probably some more that i'm i'm forgetting but what do we think, Pete? Do we want to use Beast Man as as a as a tie-in? It's just it was such a weird thing. I read that where it was like space crocodile, and I was like, we gotta do something with the space crocodile.
1: Here's what I got cooking, because it, it might be fun if we ever it sounds like we need like a Diddy Kong racing part in any <laughs> of the Donkey Kong movies. So maybe it might be fun if Diddy is racing one of the Kremlins or King Carroll himself, like maybe. They're like racing in space and they both do so good. They both make an impression on two on like a Cain and Abel situation on like two different people and their lineages. <laughs> One is Beastman and the other is, is the monkey.
0: uh Yeah, Billy. He has the least yeah. monkey name, by the way. Like he's he's a literally an anthropomorphic ape, and they just named him Billy. So maybe their destinies are are tied in a way. Okay. I dig that. What do you think, Dustin? <laughs> what what is? No, I'm what's... I'm down for this. Yeah, I okay. like using
2: these characters that will in no way be like a story because I'm just trying not to step on the person who comes back to write F Zero GX, right? Because I right. To step on it a little bit. I needed a female character. Sorry, sorry, F Zero GX. I needed Jody Summers, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there were big plans for Billy. So yeah, throw Billy in
0: there. <laughs> not yet. And I think I mean, so we, we kind of. I kind of mentioned Metroid a little bit when talking about Krokemeyer. I do have a pitch just in terms of how this movie connects to Metroid in that I feel like they should be taking place around the same time as well, because in both Metroid and F-Zero, it's established that there is basically a galactic federation. And I think it makes sense for that just to be the same galactic federation. And, and Samus, of course, used to work for the galactic federation before she became a band Uh, a bounty hunter and Jody summer then also works for the federation. So maybe Jody summer and uh, Samus were, you know, at one point colleagues or, you know, or maybe Jody summer hasn't, you know, as of this story, Jody summer hasn't worked for the federation, but maybe she will work for the federation and she'll meet a young Samus there before Samus leaves the federation.
1: It can even be as simple as captain Falcon and Samus are both, ex-space cops who are now bounty hunters like maybe they have yeah. the same bounty one time yeah
0: I feel like I feel like I just I feel like those two universes they definitely occupy the same world like those are not different those are not different universes within the multiverse I feel like Metroid and F-Zero they both take place here in this time
1: yeah And Star Fox, I'd say. Well, uh,
0: well, and Star Fox a little further away, but in that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not in a different universe, I agree. Right.
1: Okay. Because we kind of have like an Earth thing going on, and this is sort of like our separate like Guardians
2: of the Galaxy sort of space stuff, right? I'd say.
0: Right. I was going to ask about
2: that, because I listened to the Dr. Mario episode, where things (laughs) got fucking real as far as Earth goes, where... uh, Do we have an answer for that? Whereas, how how is Earth working right
0: now? Actually, we do have an we you you would not have had a chance to listen to the Luigi's Mansion episode yet. But there is a answer for what that Nintendo planet is, and and hold on to your butt here. But there's that Nintendo planet is an alternate universe where Earth was destroyed during World War II. And basically oh became a. It became a complete wasteland and a nuclear wasteland, and then during Super Smash Brothers, it, they revisit this Earth and they build a new society out of there. But basically, it, yeah. Cool. It's, so it's, we're good
2: being separate Earth then. We are on is, different this Earths. This is here. separate from that. <laughs> totally yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. There's. I think they're going to be. They're going to. There are already multiple Earths. This is one of them. Um, that takes place, you know, in the 26th century, and I think, I think having. F0, Metroid and Star Fox all be a part of that is is a good idea. And I you know there're probably a couple other ones that can be thrown in there, but those are the three that stick out in my mind in terms of like what lives on this earth in this time. I have
1: another pitch. Unless you have another pitch cuz I'd like another Simon pitch. I love Simon.
0: Um I have no, that those were my good ones. I have some ones that I don't really Ah, oh, come on. But, go ahead. Well, I mean okay. I just I just mentioned that like <laughs> anytime anytime there are robot characters, we usually talk about those robot characters and who designed them. And there are a couple in F-Zero. There's Mighty Gazelle. There's Mr. EAD. There's QQQ. But honestly, we probably don't need it. I mean, we have enough sort of universe ties in now at this point that I'm kind of content. Right. I don't feel like we need to strain to like be like, oh, you know, these were inventions of Dr. Light or these are like, <laughs> you know, Mega Man's coming or something, you know, yeah. like I feel pretty content being like, we can leave the robots out of this. Like we'll save them yeah. for F-Zero. We don't have to
1: put the tinfoil hats on. Dude. That being said, yeah, Rob is literally
0: a building in F-Zero. Um, That's true. In the, in, in the Super Smash Brothers course, Port Town Arrow Drive,
1: and in F Zero, and in F Zero, um I think. It's oh, really? G- it's actually in, in the X.
0: There is a just a giant Rob building. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe Rob <laughs> is of some importance. I mean, we no one has touched other. I mean, Rob showed up. Rob was hinted at in the We Fit movie. Right. Um. So it could be a thing where we maybe- don't. I mean, that is something I think. That is something that whoever pitches us the Rob movie will have to consider is that maybe Rob is of some Importance? renown. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking, like yeah, Rob influenced something in
0: this future, something we'll have to think about for sure yeah. because well, because if if I mean we have Rob basically Rob is in modern day there is a modern day earth, right
1: mm-hmm.
0: And that could be this universe, but, like, a past version of it. Like, it could be the same universe, but, you know, different times. Mm -hmm. Um, Because WeFit takes place in, you know, modern-day New York City. um, And Rob shows up somewhere around there. So, who knows what Rob does that maybe warrants a building put up? I mean, maybe Mute City is New York. Like, we don't know what real cities, you know, in 500 years' time, like – Maybe New York gets renamed Mute City or something, and it's or you know maybe New York is Port Town. New York's probably Port Town if we're being honest. Something Definitely, that's something to consider. Can I pitch um, a thing that might have implications? Yes,
2: yes. So there's this it. weird thing, and I think in I think have zero GX with the belts and the fact that if Deathborn gets both of these belts, he can blow up the universe. Like he can just end the galaxy. So that seems like a force that would show up in other spots.
1: So I don't know what these
0: belts are or they fit into
1: other things, but maybe. Interesting.
0: Wow. Um, Well, so I mean, that kind of makes me think of what that calls to my mind is um, what we were talking about with the F-Zero anime where there's like, where the Big Bang created basically two alternate forces, like a force of good and a force of evil. And maybe if, you know, if you know and that what the anime did was say hey you know like black shadow is the force of evil but maybe these forces are in the belts somehow but there are a lot of other things that those forces you know could be like you know what if i mean pete here's an I here's an idea to tie into like you know earthbound Mario? oh no sorry keep going i was gonna say earthbound where it's like you know What if the belts have some connection with like the Mani Mani statue where it's, you know, it is this object, this metal object, but it has, you know, this control over people that sort of turns them evil, makes them greedy. My
1: pitch for this is um, in the Super Mario movie, we're introduced into the magic mushroom, the super mushroom, which transports Mario into another world. And what kind of power how does that power happen? What what does it come from? Uh, like maybe that can sort of be it can be like made out of the same thing of the super mushroom, these belts.
0: Like the sort of universe altering whatever. I mean, they're definitely, yeah. So th- there there are all of these universe altering objects. And I think I think, you know, a, a eventual Super Smash Brothers movie could dive into what these belts are. If, you know, if like like hey, you know, this is you know, maybe that is why the multiverse is like colliding in on itself, and why Super Smash Brothers happen is happens. It's like, hey, like Black Shadow got this second belt, and he's like working with Master Hand, uh, and they're you know they're colliding the multiverse, and they're you know crashing things in on itself. Uh, that's certainly a possibility. That yeah, you know,
1: like we want to get silly with it. Like you know, if if he puts on both, <laughs> if he wears two belts at once, and and it goes eighty eight miles per hour in the Blue Falcon, he just like. Phew.
0: <laughs> super smash brothers that'd be cool i mean i definitely think that would be a good way then to have captain falcon be a prominent player in super smash brothers which it feels like he's got to be you know like of the of the 12 original cast right um and super smash brothers falcon what's feels like jigglypuff? one of the the main players
1: yeah like what's jigglypuff gonna do you know
0: I'm saying.
2: Just
1: there i think that's the right track and I, I think we can expand on that in the super smash brothers writers room that we will hold
0: yeah uh, for which dustin we hope you'll you'll be able to join us perhaps yeah of um, course. if you want to come pitch will it's thoughts
2: yeah how, how far off are you guys who are, who are we still missing from n64
0: Oh N sixty four. Well we have everyone lined up, but what hasn't actually <laughs> been pitched yet is Donkey Kong, Kirby, Metroid, uh Metroid. Technically Pikachu. Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island, right? Yeah, well we've we've had a Pokemon movie, but Pikachu isn't yeah. in it. Um but, but Pikachu, in terms of franchises, I think it's just those four franchises. Yeah. So we're getting yeah. there. But yeah, but we we yeah we have a schedule, and so they're all on the schedule with with people up. pitching them. Yeah, we just Sweet. haven't heard them yet.
1: I um, will say, so. out of all the pitches I've heard, this one's the most sellable to me. Like I can see this. Um, oh yeah,
0: really I've always thought F Zero was one of the more cinematic franchises in that Nintendo has, and like one of the most like they could do a movie of it. They could do a movie of it so easily, and I wish I wish yeah. Nintendo did more of that kind of stuff.
1: Like, I can see an executive, like, not having too many notes on this. Like, it's, it's pretty good to go when it comes to just crowd-pleasing moments and not being, like, too weird to alienate people. It's just, like, the right amount of gritty.
0: Justin, uh, if you could pick anyone to play Captain Falcon, who is your dream casting for Captain Falcon? Oh, man. Dream
2: cast for Captain Falcon. Who's, like, the best jawline in Hollywood? Like, that's oh, what we need. I've got a pitch. Who's, uh, who's Magneto?
0: Fastbender. I think Fast bent Fast Bender, he'd be amazing.
2: Yeah, he'd be pretty good. He'd be pretty he good. You
0: get in the I Think Fast has some baggage though. Doesn't he? What do you mean? Oh, you I mean think, like his penis? I don't want to I don't want no, I don't want to make public accusations, but I feel like he's gotten in trouble recently. Oh,
1: he has? Oh, I didn't I know so. that. Oh really? There's a
0: second when I thought you were pitching Ian McKellen as Captain Falcon and I I I that would like, be funny. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: Guy is going for having a huge dick, but he's got the, he's got the chin. And, and like the, on the entertainment weekly, like front page, you can say Michael Fastbender, Um, (laughs) And that just works for me.
0: I definitely always thought of, I don't know why, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't get him to play captain Falcon in in an adaptation, but I, I have always associated Sylvester Stallone with captain Falcon. (laughs) Um, I think it's maybe because captain Falcon looks so much like judge dread. Have you seen? Do you guys know Judge Dredd? Yeah, he does look like Judge Dredd. He looks like Judge Dredd, and I think that's why I've always associated them. The only thing about it is when I
1: look at Sylvester Stallone, I don't think fast. I think the opposite of fast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm trying to figure a move, and it just <laughs> it just
0: seems like a struggle. But he he can drive fast.
1: He can anyone?
0: Anyway, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Alrighty, Dustin will will thank you so much for for joining us uh, this evening and and pitching us your vision for F0 it was a, it was a pleasure to talk about talk about a Nintendo franchise that I think not pe- not many people talk about these days obviously it's been yeah. 18 years since we've gotten a release for it so it's you know it's kind of it's it risks getting lost to the sands of time a little bit unless Nintendo revisits it again so it was it was, it was nice to sort of talk about it
1: yeah, I think you brought F-Zero some new fans.
2: And I'm just happy I get to see you again. Catch up with you.
0: Yeah, it's super
2: cool to catch up, dude. And, like, this whole thing was a lot of fun. So, yeah, thanks, for, guys, for having me. Hey, thank you so much for listening.
1: As always, none of this would be possible without some awesome remixes by some underappreciated musicians. Hear their credits. Hear their credits so you can listen to them without us talking over it. Victor Tran did the ending theme jazz remix. The 8-Bit Big Band did the Big Blue Metal Jazz Band cover featuring
0: Grace Kelly. The White Land Jazz Keyboard cover comes from Justin Thornburg. Nostalgica did the Mute City Metal cover. Midi Guy DP's music did the Dr. Stewart Trance mix. Redux Sound did the
1: Shotgun Kiss Cosmo Palace remix. High Stakes in Mute City comes from Kevin Cavillan. The Port Town Jazz rendition comes from Victor Tran.
0: Lily Arseniega did the F-Zero GX Lightning Remix. Extra Lives did the Silence live cover. The Red Canyon Jazz Remix comes from Victor Tran.
1: The Sand Ocean Arrangement comes from Pang Boys. Victor Tran did the Death Wind Jazz Rendition. Kevin Has 99 Tunes did the Climb Up and Get the Last Chance F-Zero X Remix.
0: The Big Blue Mute City rock guitar cover comes from Longest Solo Ever. Gah Metal did the Firefield F Zero remix. Toxic X Eternity did the Dream Chaser metal cover featuring Trey Xavier. Dan Demand da Productions. The names in this one just are awesome. Dan Demand da Productions did the Devil's Call in Your Heart remix. Black Rage Infinity did the Meaning of Truth F Zero GP Legend full English fan dub. Pandora did the Captain Falcon's theme, New Remix. And the Fender Road Stage Piano 1974 F-Zero Results Theme comes from Vintage Vibe. The sound effects come from the F-Zero
1: series, the Smash Brothers series, SoundSnap.org, and Freesound.org.
0: Check us out on our Twitter at Mise Smash Pod and on Facebook at Mise Smash Pod. You can also find us at our personal Twitters at Simon Lewison. And uh, P. Simmons Hayes. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you again here next week with a brand new installment in the Super Smash Brothers Cinematic Universe.
1: See you next time.